0: This is Punk Rock and Politics, and today is January 3rd, 2017, and this is episode number two. Let's do this. These days are strange, it's true. I would bomb the shit out of them. If you think that punk rock doesn't mix with politics, you're wrong. Welcome to Punk Rock and Politics. Today we'll be talking about Could a Trump presidency bring about a punk rock renaissance? And Republicans, we don't need no stinking ethics. And last, we'll close the podcast by talking about the Russian hacking conspiracy perpetrated on us by the legacy fake news. So here we go. Let's get to the political mosh pit. Here's what's making news. <laughs> Today in the news, the 115th Congress was sworn in as the most racially diverse in American history. And Ford apparently canceling a $106 billion plant with 700 jobs going to Mexico and instead keeping them in Michigan. Also, CNN used a Fallout 4 screenshot in a conspiracy theory report on Russian hacking. Well, I guess... They needed to show an example of fake news, apparently. <laughs> well, okay. Well, welcome back to episode two of Punk Rock and Politics. Let's get to the main show, shall we? Um, so today I wanted to talk about this article that I uh, stumbled across online. It's uh, on the website's consequence, consequenceofsound.com. I'll have the link uh, below. But it was written by a car... Uh, Colin Brennan, and it's on the history of punk uh, and the punk rock scene, how it intermixed with the political... Uh, world and mainly presidential politics. But it was really interesting because, actually, I knew about some of the more recent um, events, especially the Rock Against Bush tour, which no effects led back in, I believe that was in 2004 or so, um, around the early 2000s, when the uh, anti-war and anti-Iraq war uh, protest was really going on. Um, But actually, there's a Rock Against Reagan concerts that were in the 80s, and I thought that was really interesting because the Rock Against Bush concerts later in the early 2000s were a direct descendant of um, those old shows that were put on. Um, And the article actually went out to point and state that punk rock actually started and was created you know under Gerald Ford in the um in the 70s and also but it really grew to its prominence in and its high point in the 80s of course uh, with the Reagan youth and a lot of the other a lot of a lot of other um bands that were getting really big at the time, um, The Clash, and um, they were really using Reagan as kind of a punching bag, and he was definitely uh, a call to arms. But here, I have this quote, and it really kind of illustrated what I wanted to say and outline and think how it almost seems like Trump has the possibility to be, to bring about a new type of uh, renaissance, a punk renaissance, or even, you know, in any type of music, but almost a renaissance of people ta- using music as a political tool. Um, you could directly al- already see that in the Prophets of Rage, which is the mega group uh, with the uh, musicians of the Rage Against the Machine. So here you go. This is from the consequenceofsound.net and like I said the link will be to the article will be below it says Punk may have been born under Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter, but it came of age during the Reagan years. Swept into an office on a wave of hardcore conservatism, Ronald Reagan was the direct result of white America's feeling scared about an influx of minorities and trying desperately to hold on to a way of life rooted in a steep economic advantage over everyone else. So it's almost like uh, a steep economic advantage rooted over everyone else's it's, it's almost kind of like make america great again we need to go back to the wonder years we need to go back to those the good old days um and that's kind of a lot of a lot of what trump's supporters how they feel so it it, it really has a lot of mirroring effect Images and, like I said in the last podcast, that if nothing else, um, a one positive thing about a Trump presidency is that it'll bring about a unified force of uh, protesters, and uh, it'll galvanize a movement. Whereas a Hillary presidency, everyone would have stayed complacent, and the neo neoliberal policies would have just continued. Continually to be pushed down And everything would have Been getting worse in a way So We might have a good uh, Punk scene coming up And we we might have some awesome new music coming up A lot of um, Very (laughs) anti-government Type of songs So that's one thing to look forward to I guess It's all about the silver linings here All Alright so, we'll we'll have to keep an eye out and see if we can see any good new punk music. I mean, I suppose the like I was saying the Prophets of Rage, that's already one classic uh example right there that we have um to point to. So, yeah, we'll see, have to see a lot more um bands that are going to be emerging out of this anti-Trump, anti-establishment wave that's going to inevitably come. In the article, it was talking about Clinton and how they actually a lot of the punk scene and a lot of the bands actually gave Clinton a chance, but then inevitably it was on his second term when he was being inaugurated um, that the uh, Rage Against the Machine went and played at the DNC and there's a big protest against Clinton saying how he was. (laughs) <laughs> more of the same basically um say and then you go you you can even go about 10 years into the future and you see uh obama and jello biafra same thing um, everyone had hope and hope for hope and change and they thought that Obama might actually be able to change things and make it better, but it really doesn't seem like that. It seems like Obama is just more of the same, and he brought more of the same neoliberal policies um, into the White House. He was just kind of an extension of George Bush when it comes to foreign policy, and as far as domestic policy he was just slightly better than george bush was previously i suppose um considering even his major and almost only accomplishment was the affordable care act which will inevitably probably be overturned by trump and also was originally a conservative program brought by the heritage foundation so i guess i don't know how could have an accomplishment you can actually say that you have when your main accomplishment was something that was created by Republicans about 20 years before you were in office. So, well, there's that, Obama. So let's let's look forward to you hearing some more political protest music uh, coming up, and maybe they'll come on the show and have a little chat with us about the world and all the current, ish- uh, current events. All right, and so, okay, the... Um, so the day before the 115th Congress gets signed into office, which, of course, was today, the 115th Congress got signed into office, the Republicans building even more of an advantage, um, which is almost a symbolic thing they are trying to do. Um, yesterday, they wanted to cut an a ethics panel, which really... This ethics panel doesn't do too much, um, it, but it, it the optics of them wanting to cut it looks horrible. And, of course, the mainstream media, the legacy media, of course, Trump, even Trump, um, and then the Democrats, everyone said that it wasn't a good idea, and they jumped down the Republicans' throats on this, and uh, it's really quite comical to see, just like I was saying in the last podcast, Trump is going to be at um, at odds with the Republican House, especially, a lot of the times, especially when his infrastructure bill comes up, he's going to be um totally against the republicans on that so this is kind of like i think a little uh foreshadow of what's to come and it's it's going to be interesting so um and of course what happened the very next day the republicans said oh, okay okay we're we're not we're not gonna push that bill we're not gonna cut that Ethics panel, but why would they even pull, even propose that just to do it? It just looks so bad. And once again, the House Republicans were able to mess something up that didn't even need to exist in the first place. I mean, before I thought it was John Boehner who would, who couldn't keep them. In control but now i mean even paul ryan isn't doing that good of a job but it's it's pretty funny that the house republicans they just seem to mess everything up even if they're trying even if they don't have anything wrong they have to go and mess create a problem and then go and look horrible so but that's <laughs> that's what they're gonna do and it, it's been like that like I was saying I thought it was it was Boehner who just couldn't control them but now no it's they're just they just have no idea what they're doing and they, they really don't have a pulse of the feeling of the American people and that, see that's one thing Trump actually does have he actually he he could read what the American people want for the most part Unlike the House Republicans. All right. And here we go. So the last issue, my favorite one, um, the Russian hacking conspiracy. Uh, this has just been a great. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this. Well, first of all, okay, hack. A hack is when they would actually. One of their computers would come in and flip votes. If they were to come in and actually flip votes in certain counties in, let's say, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, um, Michigan, if they actually flipped votes in certain counties, or, or um, you know, for Trump or flip them for uh, against you know, for, uh, even for Jill Stein or flip them any way that it push Trump over the edge, okay, that would be, uh, an election hack and hacking of the election. And I think on average, I think most Americans would be pretty outraged by that and would want something. I don't know. We couldn't have a do over election. That's just impossible. They would want probably the election results to be overturned and then maybe, the electoral college would have overturned the elections. But this isn't a hack. This is a leak. Even if it was Russian um spies or with that are directly connected with the Kremlin, which there's no proof of that that they're presenting, or if they were just random people who lived in Russia or had proxy servers running out of Russia, that doesn't mean that they are connected to the Russian government. I mean, it's like, how stupid does the mainstream media and the DNC think the people are? And also, these documents and these emails that were released by wikileaks are not they're not wrong they're not forged they're not fake no one's come out and said that they're actually the documents are fake and neither they've been disproved anyone who has these are actual documents that have been leaked from the dnc so it we really need to look at this. Uh, why is the media, the mainstream media, saying it's a Russian hack? The Russians are hacking the election. And why is the connection with the DN with the, oh, they hacked the DNC, and Putin and Trump are connected. The me- mainstream media and the DNC, everyone's pushing this narrative. And you have to step back and think, why is this narrative being pushed? Because this uh, pro-war rhetoric is um, at a at a at a pitch that it's just it's very obnoxious to hear. Um, I'm curious to see if it's going to stop once Trump gets in office, or if it will continue, and then the media and everything will just be a. Against Trump and try to push him with Putin, which is very dangerous to do. I mean, especially if he, I mean, there aren't any ties, which we don't know. That's the problem. There's no release of any actual ties with them. So I would like to see some evidence. And we all know that WikiLeaks is 100% accurate. They've They've never released anything that's been forged or or fake, fraudulent. So I think WikiLeaks is a pretty credible source. And we'll just have to wait and see um, more of what comes out. If more comes out from WikiLeaks, and then also after Trump gets sworn in, what will the media do? do are they going to keep pushing the anti-russian rhetoric or are they going to calm it down because a lot of people they think obama going to start a war with russia you know and then people are going to be sent to the fema camps and he's going to postpone the inauguration and all this and that's not going to happen that's not going to happen it's it's too late it's a lame duck congress there's pretty much nothing he can do he could pardon a few people but other than that His administration is pretty much over, and he accomplished the ACA and creating more wars. So we all know that both sides, the left and the right, are both the same, essentially. They both work for the corporations and the industrial war machine and the surveillance state. That's all. And you could tell that by Obama's actions, and now you could tell that by, by who Trump is putting into office. Rex Tillerson, uh, you know, <laughs> the CEO of, uh, or ex CEO of ExxonMobil, as the Secretary of State. If that just doesn't show, blatantly show the uh, intentions, I don't know what does. So we'll see what happens once it gets in there? Hopefully he'll push forward an infrastructure bill. I'm not going to hold my breath. And we all know that wall is never going to get built. So I'm looking forward to watching everyone's head explode once the wall never gets built. And can't you, aren't you excited to hear all the uh, punk rock and folk songs And rock and roll and hip-hop music that is all going to be just totally bashing Trump and bashing the wall. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a renaissance of some great music coming up here. Talking about being inclusive, hopefully, rather than exclusive. We need more music to be uplifting. And, I mean, just to have a message. Even if you don't agree with the message... I at least give props to musicians who have a message in their music and they actually want to push some sort of agenda, you know? You have to give it to them because so many people are just complacent. So many musicians and artists are just doing it just for money or just just for clicks and popularity. So when artists and musicians actually come out and want to make music that actually has a root in, in change and and actually has a meaning then it's we really have to um compliment them and and highlight it so hopefully there's going to be huge renaissance coming up and we will see this and if you haven't already you should really check out prophets of rage they have some really awesome uh, music and like i said they're going to be a part of this new renaissance so here we go and we made it through another show, another podcast, and next week we should have some musicians stopping by the show talking about current events and some more politics and have their music to play. So I'm looking forward to that and having someone else to talk to rather than me just trying to fill the time. I think we can have a, a better once we'll to actually have a dialogue we can get more in-depth and get some more knowledge. Um, and that's what I'm really looking for is having more conversations uh, and get more depth and have more different perspectives coming in here and sharing because I only have so much. I'm only your gracious host and I'm here just to sh- show these awesome bands and to present the news as it is and to basically laugh at the mainstream legacy media because it's it's gotten to that point. So Thank you for coming in and don't forget, if you liked this information that was brought to you, please like and share the video. We'll see you next time and rock on, political junkies. I think our old our society is run by insane people for insane objects, objectives doing a better job of talking to children. The left hand now knows what the right hand is doing. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? And he referred to my hands if they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee it.